And welcome back to the latest edition of Let's Do It Live. I'm your host, the People's Commission, aka Andrew, as Michael so lovingly calls me. And I'm joined by my two partners in crime, Mikey the Mush and Pizza Von Baron. Love the new name, Andrew. I've graduated from Pizza Baron to Pizza Von Baron. I've been um, having a couple miserable days down here in Columbus, just getting um, made fun of for uh, believing that Michigan was the better football team on Saturday. I don't think I've ever been so heartbroken watching a football game in my entire life. I was reflecting upon it, driving home from Detroit, watching it with family and friends. And I thought, you know, that loss against Michigan State a few years ago with the block punt on the last play of the game, heartbreaking, but overall Michigan played a solid game. Uh, Two years ago, back in uh, Columbus, when JT Barrett may or may not have gotten that first down, allegedly, um, also played a Decently solid game, some poor quarterback play, but I could live with it. This was just an absolute ass thrashing. Don Brown leaving his cornerbacks out to dry. It was Indiana the previous week times infinity. So It just hurts because you read Twitter, you read Barstool, you read all the anti-Michigan people coming out of the woodwork saying that we were never good. We beat... A, a poor Michigan State team, a poor Wisconsin team. You know, Penn State wasn't very good. I do think we were good, though. We just have no game plan against Ohio State. We we play scared. We play, like, back on our heels, and they just take advantage of it and exploit every weakness that we have. But I don't think we could have played a worse game, and they played a very good game, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Urban Meyer just clearly is opening up a condominium in Jim Harbaugh's head. He has gone through a terrible season and underachieving season dealing with a lot of things on and off the field. We won't get into that or what they condone down in Columbus, but he was able to put together. (laughs) Thank you, Michael. That's that's what he's been going through. Yes. Yes. Um, Because credit to him, because I don't think he got enough credit during the broadcast how much he's overcome his fucking uh, fake medical issues. And vertigo. Diagnosed by Casper the Ghost. (laughs) (laughs) He was diagnosed by a guy named Dr. Patel in a back alley in uh, Los Angeles. That was more more annoying than the game itself. And just us getting our lunch handed to us was them just sucking Urban's dick about how exceptional he's handled this whole season and how he's overcome so much. Like, give, give me a fucking break. Yeah. I didn't mean to give him credit for overcoming that. I'm just saying he had to listen to all that bullshit and people giving him a hard time about whatever, but he was still able to like have the time this week to put together a game plan that just made us look like we were playing in the Catholic CD league at Ford field. Like dear God, are we that bad? No, I don't think we're that bad. I just think you go in with a lot of hubris to this we last game, looking ahead at the Big Ten championship and potential college football playoff Im- implications, and you forget that you're playing a fairly athletic opponent that wants to kick your ass. So why don't we pull out some tricks and not just leave Jay Patterson in the pocket, roll him out. You have slow 
cornerbacks against the fastest wide receivers we've seen all year. Really, it was the linebacker. And, or, yeah, you had Devin Bush and is it Devin Gill as well trying to cover these the, no, the slant across receivers? the middle is absurd. No, the depth. They watch the. It's, I, said ahead, it, I said it last week and it said it this week that they do the same thing every time where our best players are you have an all-American linebacker and then they would put the running back in motion and spread the field out. So now in the middle of the field is wide open and where do they kept going? Every fucking time. And then if the middle of the field wasn't open, well, I don't think a kid with four, five, four, six track speed coming out of the backfield is going to get covered by a linebacker. And it proved every time. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with that. I also want to go out and I heard this on the radio, which I thought was a fairly good point. Rashawn Gary played three years at Michigan, albeit this year he dealt with some injuries. He only had 10 sacks his entire career. And not, that's actually not not great at all. I, I'm shocked by that. And yeah, but he's a counter, he was the number yeah, but, one overall recruit. No, no, no. I understand I have a he was double teamed because, and things like that. But yeah, but look how many that Chase Winovich had this year, and up until a last second diagnosis, heart problem, maybe, maybe not. Mo Hurst went from a rotational player to a should have been first round pick. No, I understand so people he, he around him. He made have the performance around well. him better. Taco Charlton also is an, another one you could bring up, but I just, I don't think he's a top 10 player and to leave early. Hey, you got a lot of money coming towards you. I don't, I don't discount that whatsoever. I'm just saying we've had some really good recruits come in. Five stars, Jabril Peppers, Rashawn Gary, Shea Patterson, and we still can't beat Ohio State. And I'm just very pessimistic. So, since here's a step for you since last year when JT Barrett got hurt, when we were, uh, oh, what was the score? I think we were down 21. Yeah, we were, was no, we, were up 20, we were up 20 to 14 when JT Barrett got hurt. Since then, Haskins has led 16 drives that I don't count the um, like the kneel downs to end the half or anything like that. But so drives that ended in either uh, a punt, a touchdown, or a field goal, um, there's been 16 of them. They've scored a touchdown on nine of them and a field goal on – Oh, it'd be, it'd be three, and they've only punted three times. Mm-hmm. So that's kind yeah, of a would, problem. It's pretty effective. Your math might be one off, but well, we'll they, there's it. a there's a missed field goal in there too. <laughs> All right, it'd be nine three three one. All right, enough of these winter sorrows that. So we're if going he wants to, if he wants to enter the draft, that's cool with me. <laughs> then they got Tate Martell right behind him. So yeah, but. That's the thing is I would rather play Tate Martell because they run the Chris League offense with him and don't let him pass the ball. Kid hasn't passed the ball since like the second week of the year. 
So every time he came, every time he came in the game, it was an obvious run. I feel more confident about stopping runs straight up the middle than I do about um, stopping screens with guys that shouldn't be covering them. Anyways, and that has been <laughs> the sorriest opening to any Let's Do It Live podcast. What should we say that was sponsored by Keeps? I mean. Just another sorry sponsor to yep. sponsor that sorry segment. <laughs> when you realize digging. you just suck again. Just keep digging. Well, better luck next year. Yep. Gilmore, I called your name, didn't I? <laughs> All right. Let's get to the picks. Mikey, that wasn't we had- very nice. <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of action this past weekend. Obviously, I went with a different strategy, just picking opposite of what I would normally do. One, because I suck, but two, because I needed to make up some ground. So, Mikey, what are the standings? There is a tie for first. Of course, I'm still tied for first, but it's with somebody else. It is actually with the People's Commish. That's his name. I didn't mess it up. He, him, and I are tied forty and forty and thirty-eight on the year. However, I have a commanding lead over him in the locks. So via tiebreaker, I am seed one A. But then in a close third place is uh, Count Chancellor von Baron. Can we call him Kaiser Ka- Kaiser von Baron? Kaiser. Yeah. That- yeah. Sure. It's the German word for I- emperor. Oh, I love it. Now you did know that. I just like the pizza von Baron. I yeah, but Kaiser, it's just a nice ring to it. It's a uh, it originated with the word Caesar, meaning emperor, and Caesar translated to Kaiser. Fun fact: twenty three and me. So, anyways, he's in third place. Uh, is this our last week officially? Since it's are we not including the bowl games? It all depends if there's a tiebreaker. It all depends who's in first or yep. last. Yeah, if I'm I think in it last, depends. then we're going to continue picking. But If I'm in last, then he's going to let it ride. That's yep. essentially what he means. I'm okay with that. Whatever. I'm just saying it is championship weekend. We should declare a champion. But fair enough. We'll get right into the fine, champion. Let's declare a champion. It'll be the. It'll be a. Okay, this for, is for it. All the marbles. Fine. No one can make a decision. Let's do it. Let's do it live, if I may. Okay. Touche. All right. So getting into the championship games, the first one will go out west to the Pac-12. I don't know if you guys saw the article today about the Pac-12 commissioner. Just as a joke. Um. That was just a side note. My brain's going. Off the rails like normal. Uh, number 17, Utah goes, I think the game is in Levi Stadium. So a place that Jim Harbaugh once coached against number 11, Washington. Washington is a five-point favorite. PC, because you are in second place, you can go first. All right. Well, Last week, I rode the Husky train against the Washington State Cougars, and it proved to be the correct call in a snowy game. However, they are 3-9 and nine against the spread, and I don't think lightning's going to strike twice in a row. 
So I'm going to one of my favorite Mormon states in the United States, and I'm going to take Utah plus five. Is there any other need to make up some ground? I was riding high with uh, Washington State as they I double dipped them as my lock of the week, and I took them in my pick, and that that really hurt me big time last week. Big swing of events, and Washington's the one that did it to them. So I'm going to ride Washington. Um, they're going to get hot at the right time. Uh, I don't know if Levi Stadium has a grass field, but what I saw today is that Utah is 8-0 against a spread on grass this year, and Washington is 0-5 against a spread on grass. Kind of ironic because gr- grass is legal in Washington, the state. So I'm going to go – I'm gonna, hopefully the field is not turf, and I'm going to go with Utah plus 5. Moving to Saturday, it. it is a rematch of earlier in the year. It's been a lot of shit talking going on about this game. It's the number 14 Texas Longhorns and the Asian Strip Clubs against number five Oklahoma. Oklahoma is a seven and a half point favorite. Uh, Kaiser Van Baer, why don't you go first? Well, uh, Earlier matchup in the season, Texas took him down. Okay, cool, hook him. Um, but you know what? Kyler Murray is coming hot from last week, his Black Friday performance and that absolute astonishing game where there's no deep – do they even have a defense, Oklahoma? Probably no, the, not. The Big 12 doesn't play No, it's, the Big 12 it's doesn't those, play defense it's those, like tack, those tackling robots. That's who they put out there. Gotcha. Anyway, I think uh, – Oklahoma and Kyler Murray are on revenge tour. They're going to take down the Texas Longhorns to win the Big 12. Damn it. You got to ride with Tom Herman. That sucks. I really don't want to ride with Tom Herman, so I'm going to go against my better judgment here. Um, I think it being potentially... uh, not potentially they'll play in a bowl game, but this seems to be the end of Kyler Murray's football career. We all know he got drafted as a very high pick by the Billy Bean Oakland A's with a substantial signing bonus of $4.6 million. So I think he's just going to leave it out all on the field. I I don't think Texas is back. I think they are pretenders, much like our beloved Wolverines this year. They've they've had some good wins, but they've had some tough losses, and I think this is another one of them. Give me Oklahoma Sooners giving seven and a half. Getting seven and a half, but giving. No, they're yes, you're right. You I don't know. Um, just like Tom Herman's wife, I'm a ride or die bitch when Texas is an, un, is an underdog. Uh, I don't think they win, but I'll take the seven and a half. Like you said, Kevin, okay, cool. Hook them. Uh, I'll take seven Texas plus seven and a half. Uh, most people think would be going to the ACC here, but I don't care about Clemson. We're going to go to eight. Do one of what? There's two undefeated, three undefeated teams left, and this is one of them. Memphis, three thirty kickoff against number eight Central Florida. Central Florida is a three point favorite. PC, go for it. This one's a tough one for me. Um, obviously, we've seen the 
um, highlight or low light, whatever you want to call it, of the UCF quarterback Milton going down. Um, It's good to see him give the Phil Mickelson thumbs up as he was carted off. Normally, I would uh, I would take the points for the underdog. However, three is just not enough to justify betting against a team that hasn't lost in two years. I think they're going to rally around their injured quarterback and put together a decent performance, at least enough to win by double digits against Memphis. So give me UCF. Unfortunately, I agree with people's commish. I think that UCF is going to be self-proclaimed back-to-back national champions. Assuming they win their bowl game, but yes. Yep. Can I get a siren, please? We got ourselves a consensus alert. Uh, I actually, just because it pisses people off so much, I want them to win. So all the back-to-back national championship stuff happens. So I will go with them as well. Speaking of back-to-back national championships, we'll go down to uh, Atlanta, the Dirty South, and it's the number one Alabama Crimson Tide against the number four Georgia Bulldogs. And Georgia is a 13-point underdog. Kaiser, it's all yours. Oh, that's me. I forgot. I forgot about my name, my other name, my middle name. I forgot the VB. Anywhoosers, as Mikey the Mush would say, I think we say it every week, you don't make money betting against Alabama. I think Alabama is going to destroy Georgia. Uh, They destroyed LSU. LSU kind of embarrassed Georgia. Um, I think Alabama is far and away the best team in all of college football. I'm, I'm ride or die with Bama and Nick Saban. Whenever there's a team that the head coach demands that helicopters come in to dry out a field before a game, um, you got to ride to die with that coach. So give me Saban, the Crimson Tide, Roll Tide. Don't make money betting against the Tide. Give me the siren again. Um, you can look at the national championship game that Georgia paid, played them close last year. But if you actually put in the time that Tua played, uh, Bama beat them 26 to 10. Uh, they were down 13 to nothing at, for the first half. So uh, I think that bodes well because I think Bama's even better than they were last year. And going to a team that I'm just sick of, which would be Northwestern. No, I'm kidding. Uh, number 21 Northwestern, it's in Indianapolis. They face the number 16 Ohio State Buckeyes. I'm sorry, number six Ohio State Buckeyes. And Ohio State is a 14-point favorite. PC, what do you got? There will never be a day on this podcast that I ever take Ohio State. Give me the Wildcats and the points. Let's go. See, I agree with you. I so I haven't won a single game this year, like like taking Ohio State. Of course, me being the Michigan mush, I decide to play with my heart, not my head. Take Michigan, and finally Ohio State fucking covers. I feel like I should take Ohio State to possibly make up some ground on you guys, but I'm not going to do it. 
I can't do it. I don't feel good about it. So I'm taking Northwestern to the points as well. Oh, that's a three for three. Yeah, I like Northwestern as a dog. They've been good as a dog all year. So we'll stay there. Uh, and speaking of dogs, if you need a dog house or any other kind of house, really, uh, you should see Nicholson Holmes. <laughs> because Nicholson Holmes is a uh, construction company that can build any type of uh, lodging or residence that you need. It could be a single room. It could be the whole home. You know, you could get kicked out of the bedroom, have to go out to the doghouse. You could even sleep in there. Maybe a nice cottage. I don't know. Uh, Nicholson Homes can be found at N-I-C-H-O-L-S-O-N homes.com. And like always, use the promo code Arnold for your first 200 off. That being said, Andrew, let's get into the locks. All right, I thought long and hard about this because there are a lot of games this weekend outside of the ones that we already covered that contain teams that Mikey, for a long time, was adamant that I could not bet because I would ruin his streaks. And then out of spite, I stopped playing them and they kept losing. So I want the listener, Daniel in Topeka, Kansas, to recognize that I am not the mush. With that being said, in the Sun Belt Championship game, we have the University of Louisiana, Ragin' Cajuns, playing the Appalachian State. Are they the Mountaineers? It's not here. Yeah. I think it's. Anyways, it's App State. Mountaineers. App State is an 18 point favorite. So you know what that means. I'm riding the dog. Give me the Ragin' Cajuns plus 18 points in the Sun Belt Championship game. Let's go. Interesting. Um, well, I definitely need this lock of the week if I want to have a chance in beating you guys. Um, so I'm going to take the thing I feel most comfortable comfortable about. In the Big 12 Championship, I'm seeing the over-under at 78 points. With Oklahoma averaging over 50 points a game in 2018, I'm going to take the over in that game. If it's close at all, it's going way over. Um, so, yeah, over 78 in Oklahoma versus Texas. Took one. Took my play from last week. I like it. Uh, that being said, I did mention dogs earlier. And I have taken this exact team in this exact game a couple weeks ago. And that would be... In the Mountain West Championship, I knew the, it. The I number, knew you were going to do this. One. The number twenty-five Fresno State Bulldogs. They were a two and a half point favorite three weeks ago. This time, they're a two and a half point underdog. Uh, in that game a couple weeks ago, they were up seventeen to three, and like a dog, they got their belly petted, and they just laid over and gave up seventeen unanswered. That's not going to happen this time. Fuck the blue turf. I don't care. I don't even need the two and a half points. I'll take them, but give me Fresno State plus two and a half. Well, that is the... It all comes uh, down to this, fellas. Yep. The last week, championship weekend. Sharpen those number twos. What are we playing for? Someone has to sit for the ACT. 
with All a bunch right. of sixteen-year-olds <laughs> trying to go to state colleges. That's right. I'll at least look like I fit in, though. Mikey has an IEP, so he has the advantage when taking the ACT. What's that mean? <laughs> it's a, a learning disability. That's <laughs> I just couldn't oh. figure out what the acronym was. All right. That's Idiot been... educational proctor. I, I don't know. I'd have to ask my wife, but she says it all the time, and I know it's for kids that need extra time. Individualized <laughs> education program. Yep. yep. There you go. There you it's, go. <laughs> it, it is a writ, it's a written document that's developed for public school children who are eligible for special education. <laughs> it's, it's almost too fitting. I, I'm very happy that I learned this terminology today. An IEP learning disability is a child who has a difficulty learning and functioning and has been identified as a special needs student. <laughs> oh, God. Too good. <laughs> really hey, cut you deep. If the glove fits. <laughs> you, get extra, you get extra time on the ACT, though. Yeah. So you have a specialized version where you sit in a room with a single proctor. You get double the time. Eight hours. He reads you all the questions. And and you have them in Braille next to you. <laughs> All right. But I digress. All right. That's been the final college football pick for the year. I'm sure we'll do something for the bowl game season, but this concludes the ACT challenge. <laughs> I feel like I should have called it the IEP challenge, but <laughs> you live and learn. All right, we have a variation of Where in the World is Carmen San Diego this week. Um, we thought of a segment called Stump the Mush, but Kevin and I, a.k.a. Pizza Von Baron, thought that it would be better if he read us questions and or facts about a certain person and we would guess who it is. So with that being said, Mush, what's the first fact? All right, so... I think as a lot of people have seen on the social media today, the uh, creator for uh, SpongeBob, and he also was the creator of um, Rocco's Modern Life, uh, passed away today. So it got me thinking into like Nickelodeon 90s, late 2000s. So the first clue is... Uh, this guy was in the, I believe it was the first, um, or one of the first uh, feature-length comedy movies released by Nickelodeon. The film was met with negative reviews, yet it grossed $62,464,731 worldwide. Cal Williams, final answer. That is incorrect. Damn. I was thinking Good Burger as well. So I guess, I guess I'll wait for the next question. Was, is That's it maybe even Cal Williams? I made that up. It's Cal Mitchell. Cal Mitchell. Cal Mitchell. Yeah. That's why it was. If you got it first shot KO, I would have hung up. It That's just why I had, I, had to cha- I had to change it to. Uh, uh, I didn't, first I think, feature like Nickelodeon movie. I think Good Burger was the first. Harry at the Spy, was it? No. All right, go on to the next one. Okay. Wait, did you get it? 
No, I don't know. Oh, he's Andrew doesn't passing. get a guess too. No, I said he's passing. Yeah, he's oh, waiting. Okay. He, he keeps giving facts. If that's you call fair. A final answer after after the first fact. I mean, you went for the one shot KO. Yeah. Uh, I think you should have to. It makes it more fun. <laughs> after <laughs> one fact, we're just gonna guess. You have the to guess second after clue the next one. is. Uh, the second clue is this actor was the lead in a oh, how do I put this in a world traveling comedy um, I think there was more than three so uh, movie collection I don't know what the exact word is but Is you could Tommy, say, is it Tommy no, Pickles? <laughs> no, no, it's a real human. Oh, damn. I'm confused about the clue. Okay, yeah, let that, me rephrase that. that. Really got me. This actor was the lead, the figurehead of a national and international uh, movie series. I got nothing. Okay. His, Next clue. Okay. He is a Saturday Night Live alum. First season alum, actually, too. He was Saturday Night Live first. What? He was yeah, a, he was like an alum of Saturday Night Live on the first. Yeah, that was in the he 70s. was on the first. Yep, he was on the first season. And he's in a Nickelodeon movie. Correct. He introduced the recurring weekend update segment. Bill Hader. No, I don't know. Bill Hader was born. I don't know that I'm ever going to get this. Give us another one. Okay. We'll go back to the the clue about the national and international film film franchise. You could say he took his family out west, then across the pond, and then back to... Chevy Chase. Yes. Correct. I got it now. The Nickelodeon. What, what, was, what was the first movie from Nickelodeon? Snow Day. Oh, come on. Damn it. I forgot about Snow Day. Mm-hmm. Who was the, the lead female character in Snow Day? Nickelodeon Movies was founded in 1995. The first film was Harriet the Spy, it said. I did, I did yeah, say I Harriet said, the no, Spy. I said, I said first or second feature length comedy movie. Harriet the Spy was no comedy. Yeah, it was okay, it? Good, good Burger was next. In 97, so that's why I said first or second. And Snow Day was second in 2000. Who who was the Are lead female shit character? Up right now? Wasn't it Sloan from... You're damn right it was. Emmanuel Shriki. <sighs> I should have seen right through this. God damn it. It all comes back to one. I was really, I was really stuck on Harriet the Spy and um, Good Burger, because those were the first two that I remembered. And then when you said national and international, I thought 
that it just transferred over to the Rugrats and I was supposed to know who the voice actors were, but Rugrats in Paris. That's international. It's true. So is National Lampoon's European vacation. That would be true. And there was also Christmas Vacation, which I told my wife today is one of the greatest Christmas movies of all time. There is also Vegas Vacation. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of upset that I didn't get it now. Yeah. Do you have do you have another for us, Michael? Um not off the top of my head, but while I think of one, what were the fa- four cars that Nick Papa Giorgio won in National Lampoon's Vegas Vacation? I don't know the answer to that. There's a Corvette in there. Yup. Um, and a Hummer. Mm-hmm. I feel like there was a Ferrari or Lamborghini too. Nope. There was a red Viper, a mm. maroon, a maroon Ford Mustang, a black H one. And then I believe this is the one that Audrey had to drive home. It was a white Ford Aspire. Ooh, that's a tough one. One of the ugliest looking cars. I think it's a Kia now. Ashley, Ashley Schaefer sells it. And Ashley Schaefer Kia after he lost his BMW dealership. You think I'm happy I'm selling BMWs, not selling fucking Kias. <laughs> no, I don't have any other ones off the top of my head, really. That's, that's fine. The listeners want us to keep it short anyway. Is yep. Randy Quaid still All right. Oh, well, yeah, he's still alive. Oh, yeah, he went psycho, didn't he? Yeah, he he was, I think he was charged with him and his wife running up tabs at hotel rooms and then just leaving. It's a veteran move, if you ask yeah, me. Yeah, I, I mean, when your older brother is Dennis Quaid and he brings the heat down. Come on, Dad, bring the heat. And you're stuck being Cousin Eddie in vacation movies, I mean. They couldn't afford a uh, what do you call it? Uh, a, a pitching gun, so they just use the thing on the side of the road. Yeah, it's what part is, of the movie, Michael. What a scene! Speaking of that, why in ever what part? Of, when are they going to start teaching in film school that it doesn't have to be raining outside for something dramatic to me to happen? Did you? I feel like me. you mentioned this last week. I might have. It's been bugging me for like a week. I need to think of a time where something dramatic happened where it wasn't raining, just to prove you wrong. Uh, at the end of Armageddon, when Bruce Willis push, pushes uh, Ben Affleck into the elevator, it wasn't raining, but a lot of shit was blowing into it his was, face. It was raining meteors. That's a loose interpretation of the term. Okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, trying to think. You can't. Because there isn't one. It's a fraud system. It's another sad movie. My Dog Skip with Frankie Muniz. I was just going to say My Dog Skip. <laughs> God damn that it. That one's so sad. It's the first movie, so I, first movie I ever cried in. Mine was Armageddon, which is why I brought it up. Did, I you, tear up, did you tear up during Airbud when he pushes the dog out to the middle of the lake? And then that, he punts the ball? That fucked with me. Yeah. It's still I don't watch you anymore. Did you hear? (laughs) 
I think it was raining when Skip died and my dog Skip. Bruno, something crazy happens. It was raining. When they find him, I think. You know what, Mikey? You should be a director. Yep. No. What do you say to the people that said you shouldn't have skipped film school? Fuck you. Next question. (laughs) All right. Well, there's been a lot of awkward pauses in this segment, so we should probably wrap it up. It's been brought to you by Jets Pizza. Call the Pizza Von Baron any time of day, and he will make you a delicious Eight corner turbo crust, pepperoni, jalapeno, and red onion Jets pizza with the ranch. Also, with thank the you ranch. to our sponsor, MV Sportsbook, for all the championship games this Friday and Saturday. Place your bets at Play 909 through MV Sportsbook. You can send a message to uh, the MV Sports, or I'm sorry, I know that let's do a live Instagram, uh, TB12 for a $50 credit to lose this weekend. Absolutely. So you'll feel a little bit better when you're down $200 come Sunday morning, but it's really only $150. i have been giving MV Sportsbook all of their sponsorship dollars right back every weekend in the last three, four weeks. So, Yep. It's what we do. We give back to the community. Don't say we're not philanthropic here at Let's Do It Live. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Let's Do It Live. Who's ever running the social media department is really putting... A lot of gusto behind a lot of these memes and gifts. So make sure to check it out. Even if you don't like our podcast, at least you'll have a giggle and get into the Christmas spirit. Shitter was full. Ah, yeah. You checked our shitters, honey? Clark, please.